So if I told you that $175 billion is going to change hands charitably in the United States in the next 35 days, would you believe me? Well, let's find out because today's guest has some insight into that exact question. My name is Brad and welcome to The Daily Lead. Well, welcome everybody. So this week we actually have a representative, a partner of GSB Fundraising, uh, who is our podcast sponsor with us all week this week. And we get to pick his brain uh, a little bit. And that is Evan Moylan. Evan Moylan is a CFRE. He is a partner with GSB Fundraising. Um, I've known Evan, Evan for a number of years since his days of executive director out at Camp Luther Hill, a place that is near and dear to my heart. Um, Evan is also a, a, a member of my board of directors for my nonprofit organization, and he's been on different nonprofit organization boards here and there. And I think he's currently serving not only on mine, but on the Chamber of Commerce uh, board in his home uh, town of Bastrop. So Evan, welcome to The Daily Lead. It's great to have GSB on the podcast you guys are actually sponsoring. <laughs> It's good to be with you, Brad, and we're so thankful for this partnership with LEAD and the work that you you guys do with congregations and organizations across the country. Good to be together. Well, great to have you here. So I am intrigued by $175 billion changing hands in the United States in the next 35 days. Um, I know as I run my nonprofit, um, a lot of our donations come in between now uh, and December 31st. Um, so now is the time if you're an organization to uh, start thinking about this. It's yeah, not too late, right? <laughs> absolutely true. And you're probably up against it. You're going to have to race a little bit in the next week or so to get ready, but there's still time to do this work and it is important. So this year in the United States, we'll cross $500 billion given charitably for the first time in the history of our country. More than $500 billion given charitably. And it's important to break out a couple things on that $500 billion. But the first thing I want you to know is that 35% of it is going to be given between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve. And wow. here's even more important, 10% of it, or $50 billion, will be given in the last three days of the calendar year. Between December 28th and December 31st, $50 billion, $175 billion between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve. This is the single most important time in the year for giving in the United States. And there's a lot of reasons for that. That Some of the reason is, you know, just the charitable aspect of the holidays. We're bringing together family, mm -hmm. um, celebrating what we have. We're thankful to God for what we've uh, encountered this year, we're, we're recognizing the Christmas story and that sort of thing. And we're also maybe uh, taking the veil off our eyes a little bit at the needs in the world and where those needs are and, and what can be done. But we're also uh, in our income patterns in the United States. There's several things that drive income at the end of the year that leads people to be charitable as well, as well as some of our giving vehicles and how people give leads to be charitable. So this is a really, really important time in the year. And it's something that especially I know you have a lot of church leaders uh, that listen to this podcast. 
it's something that churches often forget as far as a communication strategy in these things. And so I want to talk about a couple things in communication strategy and a couple things in how you build the calendar, specifically practical things that your folks can take home and, and start doing today um, to make them successful in it. So yeah, before absolutely. I, yeah, but before I do that, I want to I want to um, I want to break down a couple other things about that five hundred billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I want to break down is that 27% of it, 27% of the $500 billion that'll be given this year uh, will go straight to churches. Churches are the single largest charitable piece of the pie uh, wow. in the United States every year. Now that 27% um, is 13 points higher than the next one, which is 14%. So churches, and the, and the reason for that, by the way, if you can imagine, let people guess a little bit. It's because we're the only charitable sector that asks people for a gift every week, right? <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> yep. the, the number one reason anyone makes a gift in the United States is because they're asked. Um, and so the act of asking is really important. I, I go back to um, a, a wonderful book called The Spirituality of Fundraising. Most people have seen it. It's written by Henri Now, and a theologian did a lot on spirituality um, in his later in his life, he gave a keynote speech on stewardship, and someone was brilliant enough to record it and turn it into a posthumous book. And it's really the the quintessential text for those of us in faith who do fundraising. And um, in his book, you know, he states that when we're seeking to raise funds, we're we're not saying, "Please, could you help us out?" Because it's been hard lately. Mm-hmm. Rather, what we're saying is that we have a vision and mission that is amazing, and we're inviting you into the opportunity to be in that vision and mission for us. You know, a lot of times in the in uh, nonprofits in the church, we're skittish to ask because we're worried about how people will perceive that. We're worried about um, donor fatigue or burnout, that sort of thing. But really, um, what what causes donor fatigue and burnout is bad fundraising. Uh, uh, not, not good fundraising. So frequency is not the thing that 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 turns away um, donors. It, it's frequency with bad messaging in that space that does that. And I think that's really important. W- one other thing about that five hundred billion dollars before we get into the calendar calendaring, um, where does it come from? Well, the largest single portion of that, about sixty eight percent, comes directly from individuals. comes from bequests. Little known secret, bequests come from individuals. Right. right? It's the last act of stewardship. And so the last act of generosity. So now we're in the high 70%. Then we take the percentage for corporate giving and the percentage for foundation giving. And we recognize that while those are different entities, uh, foundations and corporations, there's two ways they're structured. About half of those foundations are independent family foundations. About half of those corporations are small businesses that are giving directly from their business charitably rather than giving through their owner's personal pocket. So it's still an individual. So at the end of the day, when we close in on giving, we're talking about about 90%, a little under 90% of that $500 billion is coming from individuals um, in the United States, and it's going to grow. So both of those things have to really shape our strategy here at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So what I also heard you say in that is that um, 
uh, the, you know, there's a, a old cliche, you know, oh, churches are always asking for money. They always ask for money. They always ask for money. That actually doesn't hurt us. <laughs> no, <laughs> and we should no. not be afraid of it. <laughs> no, no we, we've done some things that hurt us. Um, like, and sometimes we've done those things in the spirit of being gentle. So in the spirit of being gentle and in the fear of hurting someone's feelings or offending somebody, um, we've done things like if everyone would just grow by 1%, right? Mm -hmm. It seems innocuous. It seems easy. It's it's equitable, but it's not fair. And here's why. Um, that message does damage. Um, it does damage because remember the widow? The widow was giving 100%. Yeah. And he just told her it wasn't enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Evan was giving zero, and I met your challenge because one percent of zero is zero. So mm -hmm. I did what you asked me to do, and it didn't move your needle. Um, so when we don't meet people where they are, and we don't make a specific invitation to make a difference, um, we sometimes use language that unintentionally um, uh, hurts us, and that's true of saying thank you too. And we're going to talk about that in a couple days. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, Evan, uh, let's go uh, through uh, the calendar um, in these last couple of minutes. Um, how should organizations structure their calendar to get the best effective giving for their organizations? Yeah. So I'm going to give you a couple key points. First key point is you have to use what, what I call an echo strategy. All right. So an echo strategy is when we're using all channels of communication with the same message. It doesn't have to be exactly the same content, but it also doesn't have to be invented content on every channel. You can make this easy. The truth of the matter is a lot of times when people aren't responding, we perceive that as an intentional decision, but it's usually not. Usually that letter is sitting on the counter. And if you're a nonprofit leader and you track your responses from letters or from emails or other things, you see that sometimes people make their gift three, four, five months later. And that's because it, it that invitation sat on their desk for that time. The way we break through communication today is through multiple channels. All the data shows us that digital giving is not 100% there yet. So before, dig before COVID, only 19% of all the gifts in the United States were made online. Now, when we get that's that's the the volume of dollars. Yeah. When we look at it per transactions, we were in about the forty percentile range. <laughs> After COVID, that number of transactions uh, went up to about fifty percent, and then it's grown from there, and it is growing. But the dollars haven't because those big gifts, those hundred thousand million dollar gifts that come, um, they don't come from an online credit card gift usually. So. We want to have both a digital and a traditional strategy, especially for your church clients or your church listeners who are um, those people out there where we have age demographics that are responding differently to different things. But mostly what we want is we want echoes that keep the, in the marketing world, we'd say the brand, right? But in our world, we're going to say the mission and the opportunity in front of everybody while they make those decisions, because so often the decision to give is a responsive decision. So you're going to send your first end of your appeal. And if you're a church, if you're a nonprofit, you absolutely have to have an end of your appeal. $500 billion, $175 given, $1 billion given in those 35 days. You have an important mission. You're doing something important. You're absolute, uh, absolutely going to have to send an appeal. And that appeal needs to be mailed 
either the day or the day or two days before Thanksgiving or immediately after Thanksgiving. So you're going to mail that to your folks, traditional mail. In the same way, on that exact same day, with almost the same content, but maybe you can't personalize as much. And by the way, if you know me well enough to ask me for money, you should know me well enough to call me by my first name. So utilize the modern tools that you have to mail merge or do other things. Let's get away from dear friend of last Lutheran church, right? Um, and uh, we we have that technology. The technology exists. Um, we can we can do yeah. that kind of work, right? So let's let's do that and care about our people in relationship because donors um, are it's all about relationship. So when we we're going to send that first letter the same day we're going to send an email with the same content. We're going to let that letter hit people's boxes and about 10 days later we're going to have a follow-up email with very uh, similar content but maybe truncated. By the way, both of those both of those emails, all of your digital communication should should make it as easy as possible for me to give give now button right at the top. I click on it. I go straight to your giving page. Mm -hmm. Don't send me to your um, homepage and make me navigate. Don't make me enter bank account information. Whatever you can do to do those gifts, make it as easy as possible. So write a Thanksgiving letter, email, 10 days later, email. Now your social media strategy through this time can be doing this too. But your social media is filling the bucket, not emptying the bucket. So your social media is telling stories. And your and your letters and your emails should be, too, of the difference that your ministry made, your organization made in the world this year. Tell the stories. Tell the impact. Um, make a Show how you're making a difference and why it needs to be done right now. Uh, about halfway through the month, give people another opportunity digitally in that space. Your social media is going the whole time. And then I know it's Christmas time. I know for your church leaders, they're just coming out of a exhausting week of um, of leadership in the church. And there's that break time. I know for nonprofit leaders, it's a holiday time. We're away. But go ahead and pre-program your tools so that you send out messages digitally every one of those last three days, just as a reminder, right? Now, I'm not going into the segmentation strategy right now. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, probably tomorrow on how and, and who we communicate with and mm -hmm. what we say to them. So tune in tomorrow. We'll build up um, how the messaging might be differently, done differently, what we call segmenting this so that we're meeting people where they are. But in this calendar, we want to hit that right before Thanksgiving. Um, we want to echo digitally across all our channels. Uh, we want to make sure we have a, a, a strategy for those last three days of the year. Well, that is certainly, certainly helpful. I uh, I definitely learned some stuff today. I hope you all have as well. So we're going to have this great contest. So we're going to build from this message um, uh, starting again tomorrow. So Evan, thank you uh, for our message for today. Um, and uh, as always, everyone, if uh, this is something you know someone needs to hear, please take some time and share this podcast uh, with others. Uh, it just helps spread our message uh, to other people. And as always, we are now open for subscribers and reviews. Uh, we are always open for subscribers and reviews. And here's why. If you hit the subscribe button and you leave us a review, it just helps 
people find this podcast easier. It just moves us up in the algorithm of whatever platform you're listening to. So uh, if you want to help us grow this podcast and this content to help other leaders grow, um, that is the best way that you can do it. And it only takes just a few seconds. Well, The Daily Lead is a podcast of the lead organization. Lead is a nonprofit organization that helps leaders connect with each other in order to grow and learn and helps congregations connect to their communities as well. They have some amazing things that they can help you and your organization with, including coaching, including the uh, lead journey, which is a congregational transformation process, uh, as well as speaking. So head on over to leadconnects.org. That's leadconnects.org and see all the amazing ways they can help you as a leader and your organization grow as well. And as always, we'd like to thank our podcast sponsors, GSB Fundraising. GSB is our sponsor. Um, If you or your organization needs help in the areas of um, uh, fundraising or um, capital campaigns, these folks are your guys. You can just, I mean, Evan, right here, you can tell the knowledge that they have. They can help you out. So head over to gsbfundraising.com. That's gsbfundraising.com. They'll be glad to help you out. Well, we are back again tomorrow with Evan as we continue our conversation. So take care, everyone, and we will see you on tomorrow's episode.